Hello and welcome to Mind Care, a podcast where we address the issues surrounding adverse childhood experiences. This podcast aims to provide hope, answers, and support to take away the stigma of childhood trauma. Hi everyone, Rochelle here and Dr. Dana Philosaint welcoming everyone back to another episode of Mind Care. Now today we will be discussing how to handle the recurring disturbing dreams, nightmares due to trauma. The series we have been discussing dealing with childhood traumas and its effects. This podcast aims to provide hope and answers and take away the stigmas of childhood traumas. Dr. Dana Philosaint is a professional counselor whose focus is on childhood traumas. Hi Dr. Dana Philosaint. Hi, we're back for another topic, very important topic. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are probably have experienced this. So how to handle the recurring disturbing dreams, the nightmares due to trauma. So let's first talk about what, are you, what does it mean um, or how do you define disturbing dreams? Okay, so when we look at research, defining the definition that they give to disturbing dreams are things like a vivid dream that's marked by intense negative emotions like fear, anxiety, and anger. These disturbing dreams usually include nightmares and bad dreams, and it's actually the most uh, frequently reported symptom when someone experienced trauma, uh, even sleeping disorder. So these disturbing dreams can uh, persist for years, even decades after oh, wow. trauma exposure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, disturbing dream is actually you know something that traumatic. Uh, experiences bring about many, many individuals, and they're living with these frightening, disturbing, inconvenience, um, that things that happen to them uh, at a time when they're supposed to be rejuvenating their bodies and their mind, which is during nighttime and, and sleeping time. Oh, wow. So you talked about this being pretty common um, among people um, with traumas. So what's the percentage? What's the percentage of individuals who experience uh, tra- trauma struggle with this reoccurring uh, nightmares? Okay, so in general, nightmares is very common with everyone. It's said mm-hmm. that four to ten percent of the population actually have nightmares on a weekly basis. So four to ten percent. Oh, okay. However, when an individual experiences traumatic events, these traumatic uh, events actually bring on about nightmares even more common uh, than those who have not experienced trauma. And so, looking at some some research and so forth. They, they indicated that not only is it higher that individuals who experience trauma, 96% in a particular study that was done experienced nightmares, and 100% actually experienced insomnia. So this is... This is wow. Well, let me give you some more studies, too. One study that looked at specifically those who were sexually assaulted, uh, their frequency of, of nightmares was greater than five times per week, Another study that examined uh, patients who experienced tra- trauma again, 40 years after the traumatic event took place, they were having reoccurring nightmares, and their mental health was worse than those who had not had re- the reoccurring nightmares. Um, and in one other study, looking at college students who had had uh, nightmares and those who didn't do the comparison, those who said that they had uh, experienced nightmare often were twice likely than those who didn't of having experienced childhood trauma, things like physical abuse and uh, sexual abuse as well. So it's very correlated um, all the way around. 
Oh, wow. Um, those are amazing stats. 40 years after the event, that's just astounding. So, I mean, I guess the next um, question would be, why are these nightmares occurring? Okay, so there's, very, there's various theories behind it, but one in particular is a theory that the dreams often reflect what we see and what we feel when we're awake. Mm-hmm. So after traumatic experience occurs, it's common to have these nightmares because, you know, what we saw, what we experienced were traumatic. And so the content of these disturbing nightmares or dreams often incorporate similar feelings and sensations during, as if the, the individual is going through trauma. Um, and so that's, that's one theory that um, when we look at trauma and nightmares that I came up uh, to find. Um, now, you talked about um, what they're seeing and feeling, you know, on a regular basis. Now, now I guess the next question is um, why or what is, gonna, what is the determining factor, you know, um, for the, essentially what determines if a traumatized person will experience a nightmare and or when will it occur? I don't know of any study that talks about looking at when uh, nightmares actually will occur. However, there are studies mm-hmm. that examine effects of trauma on reoccurring nightmares. Um, there's two in particular that I'm uh, familiar with that was taking, done by, the, uh, by colleges in a neighboring country of Canada, actually. Uh, one, mm-hmm. looking at sleep disturbance and nightmares and victims of sexual abuse. And what they saw, what they were looking at, actually, they were trying to find and investigate whether or not characteristics of sexual abuse was associated with a sleep disturbance. And they concluded that the age at the time of the abuse is, is contributed to the severity of the distress associated with nightmares, whereas the number of perpetrators uh, con- uh, contributed to the frequency of the nightmare. In other words, Individuals who are abused during childhood or adolescence is predicted greater to experience disassociated um, distress or associated with distress and nightmares versus the individuals, um, I should say in addition to that, individuals who uh, had multiple perpetrators or experiences of trauma was predicted to have more frequency of nightmares. So that the age and the number of trauma impacts either the severity of the nightmare or the frequency of the nightmare. That's one study. And the other study also looked at um, examining the relationship between the history of the childhood um, maltreatment or the trauma versus the frequency and so forth. What they found is that uh, individuals or women in particular, they're looking at women college students, who reported more severe form of maltreatment reported higher mm-hmm. frequency of disturbance of dream and higher levels of nightmares and even higher, greater uh, psychopathology or mental health concerns as well. So those are two studies that I'm familiar with. Oh, okay. Now, I know our listeners are saying we've got a question, and um, the next question would be, okay, do nightmares or dreams mean anything? Mm-hmm. And are, the, are there any meanings to these nightmares? Yeah. Yeah. This is a question that so many people have asked, and from so many mm-hmm. years, people have find the meaning to their dreams. You see people trying to figure it out, you know, what does this mean, um, trying to figure out the meaning, and put, put various meanings behind what they saw while they were sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many theories surrounding that as well. Even in the history of psychology, there are people who are 
always coming up with interpretations of dreams, people like Freud and Hume, um, even in the field of psychoanalysis or in, individuals who practice psychotherapy, they're always looking at dreams and so forth. Um, and more recently, mm-hmm. there's a, a guy by the name of Herman. Um, he theorized that the function of dream is, is to allow the brain to make connections more effectively or more efficiently than the conscious mind. In other words, uh, it is a time that your brain review the information that it has observed and try to sort it out, try to organize it in a way that it makes sense to them. So that's what he's coming up with, and it's a way that the brain can work through trauma in their dreams uh, is, is trying to get them to recall the trauma so they can deal with it. Now, um, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with that, but here's what I do agree upon. I know uh, some, some of our listeners might be familiar with the story of Joseph, for example, in the Bible. Uh, he was an individual that individual, people would come to him to help them put meaning behind their dreams. And uh, when he was asked to interpret dreams for, for some individuals, for example, in, in Genesis 40 or 8, he says this, says, and they said unto him, we have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpretation of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretation belong to God? Um, in other instance, Pharaoh you know, felt that his dream meant something, and eventually he asked, he got around to asking Joseph, what does the dream mean? And so we read in Genesis 40, verse 15 and 16, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard of thee, that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, saying, it is not in me, God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. So I would say, you know, if, if you believe that the dream means something, pray that God reveals it to you. Um, and most of the time we need to be careful because it doesn't necessarily mean anything except that, you know, you live a trauma that's impacting your brain in such a way that it's trying to find solutions, trying to find how to ways, ways to coping with it. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. And now here's an interesting question. Are there other things that can contribute to these nightmares or to these sleep disturbances? Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why we really need to be careful about trying to put meaning behind the dreams uh, is because there are certain things that impact our, our sleep and, and, and provide us with nightmares. Is, I'll give you four examples. Um, what you eat can actually impact your sleep. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating, yeah. you know, certain types of food, you know, there's tons of research that shows the time that you eat also impacts how the quality of the sleep that you have. Uh, another one is mm-hmm. what you're watching. You're, you know, subjecting your, si- your sight to scary movies and watching a lot of negative stories. And I know sometimes it can be hard, but even suspense movies can have it in your mind where you're trying to solve solutions and trying to figure out things. And it's, it can be very, you know, traumatizing to your mind to try to figure things out uh, and produces nightmares. Another one is your, your thought pattern can impact your rest. So remember mm-hmm. we talked about how your action follows your feelings and your feelings follow your thoughts. So the messages that you're telling yourself is important. If they're negative, uh, it's hard to sleep in ne- with a negative connotation of, of surrounding you and your thoughts and your mind. And last, I would say how you handle situation when you're awake can actually cause you to have, um, you know, nightmares or experiences like that as well. Um, for example, you know, the Bible says, do not go to bed angry. There's a reason why, because unresolved issues in life can prevent you from having a restful sleep um, and disturbs your, your, your night. So. 
Wow. Okay, so you touched on um, handling. So, so the question is, how should you handle these reoccurring uh, disturbing dreams that are caused by, um, by trauma? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you seven things to consider. Uh, one mm-hmm. is I would say check your nutrition in the time that you eat. You know, eating too late is often cause, like as, as I mentioned, sleep disturbance. Uh, two, mm-hmm. I would say, is implement a really good, doable exercise plan. And I said doable. Make sure that you're able to carry it out, of course. But these exercises we found actually help people to sleep better at nighttime. When your body has gotten that exercise and your heart pumps and you sweat it out, you get tired, you sleep better. Another one, I would say number three, is stay away from liquor and strong drinks. You know, drink plenty mm-hmm. of fluids. You know, there's plenty, many of studies. There's some, for example, that was done. They, were, they looked at 27 studies. Uh, the WebMD actually did. did 27 studies reviewed that to, that show that alcohol does not improve sleep. Now, there are some um, individuals who know that alcohol may be helpful for you to fall asleep. It does induce sleep, but overall it produces a disruptive kind of a sleep. Uh, so the more a person drinks before the bed, they, they go to bed, the stronger the disruption in their sleep are. So that's number three. Number four, I would say get in the habit of taking deep breath and fresh air. You know, get outside, get mm-hmm. in the air. You know, it, it clears your mind, it clears your nerves, it, it, it calms your nerves as well. So uh, that's number four. Number five, I would say create a good bedtime habit or in, in schedule. What do I mean by that? I mean avoid, you know, sleeping with the light on. Uh, or leaving the television on while you're going to sleep because the things that you're listening to actually impact your sleep. So sometimes you're, you think that you're fully awakened, but your mind is actually taking in a lot of the content that you're hearing. So turn off the television, turn off the light, uh, go to bed at the same time every night if possible. Uh, and for best quality of sleep, keep your room cool and dark. You know, crack the window for fresh air to kind of circulate around the room as much as possible. And six, I would say deal with the issue that, that brings about the traumatic um, thoughts, uh, recurring thoughts, when you're awake so that your brain can actually rest peacefully when you're sleeping. So face mm-hmm. the trauma. Do the things head on. You know, deal with it. If you need to go and talk to people, if you need to go and, and uh, you know, read certain things to help improve the situation that your mind is dealing with, do that. Otherwise, your mind is trying to figure it out without you trying to do it actively. So be intentional about dealing with your trauma. And number seven, I would say trust that God has planned. He has given you, he can give you a peaceful rest when you, when you need it, which is every night. Um, and one of the things that I mm-hmm. found very reassuring is when you repeat biblical promises. I remember growing up at, uh, as a kid, and I used to have nightmares. Um, and it was due to the stories. You know, we used to have children's time story, but they, were, they weren't children's stories. They were, you know, <laughs> some scary stories, at least for me, uh, growing up. And kids in my neighborhood, they would come together. And we lived in Haiti uh, during that time. They would come together and we would hear a story from a neighbor. And um, I remember going to bed, and it was scary for me at times. And I remember, you know, singing songs that would bring about peace in my mind and, and even reciting scripture. As a kid, I remember that. So it still works even now. So I would give you two, for example. In Matthew 11, verse 28 and 30, it says, Come unto me, all ye who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly of mind, 
and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's one that's very promising and reassuring. Another one is Psalms 4, verse 8. In peace I will both lay down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So, you know, recite mm-hmm. these things when you're trying to go to sleep. And if you wake up, go read, uh, you know, your Bible. Go read something that's, uh, that provides you peace and comfort. Pray. And then, you know, the Lord will give you the peace that promises to do. So those are the seven uh, consideration things to consider to help you have better sleep and, you know, over, get over some of the nightmares that you have caused by trauma. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Dana Silvestain. I know um, one of the aims of the podcast is to provide hope and answers. And so hopefully for our listeners, um, you had some great solutions, some answers, seven um, points there that you guys can go back and listen to if you need to again. Uh, For those of you, our listeners, don't forget to visit mindcare.us for resources and additional information. And don't forget to like and subscribe. See you on the next episode. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.